Hi, and welcome to my technical hot seat. I'm Janne Silden, and today I talk to Daniel Essa, a co-owner and director of business development at Subsea Europe Services. Welcome, Daniel. Yeah, good morning, Janne. Good to see you again. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to be part of your hot seat. So I look very much forward to what we will discuss today. Yeah, it's a different topic because we go a bit underwater to put it that way. Uh, but before we do that, Daniel, do you have a fun fact for me? Uh, it's always interesting. Yeah, as I'm I'm looking currently looking out uh, at the Baltic Sea. I think I give you uh, a personal insight and fun fact. <laughs> so back <laughs> in the days when I was a young rascal, uh, we used to have a small sailing ship in the harbor of Neustadt, and uh, opposite our vessels or our boat were the big uh, navy vessels and also the submarines. And I was always looking at those submarines, and then we had a open ship day. It must have been at some point in the early 80s. And uh, I always looked at it, and for the open ship, I went over, had a look at the submarine, and then I thought I really, what I wanted to try in my life. So that became a dream. And when I had my uh, physical assessment uh, to be for the national service, I, I told the guy, you know, I don't really want to do the service, blah, 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 like anyone else, try to try to hide. That didn't work out. And then I told him, you know, if so, I want to go on a submarine. And he was laughing. And when I was pulled into service, uh, I was a radio, I became a radio operator, being educated in Eckernförde. And then at the end of the day, I ended up on U-12, a German submarine. So this is like a childhood dream, as we can say, came true. But then uh, it was also fun, but we learned it's a hard way how it is to work on a submarine. So years later, I got into the real part of what I was always looking at uh, from our small sailboat. So that's what we're digging into today then. Yeah, it uh, crossed my life since then and it never let me go. So that's uh, also part of my passion for the industry I'm working in, yes. Can you give a short introduction to uh, Subsea Europe and Services? Yeah, Subsea Europe Services uh, was built on my business partner, Zern Thiemann, in 2020. It started as a rental and service company, mainly focusing on hydrographic instruments and surveys. And uh, since then, we've turned the company into, we say it, uh, that Subsea Europe Services simplifies marine data acquisition and analysis. So at the end of the day, we deliver uh, integrated survey solutions, uh, software applications, uh, which merge into autonomous high-quality data collection um, with the capabilities of analytics. And also we add a lot of significant value for the customers by combining these instruments uh, and deliver a product at the end of the day, which simplifies the whole process of the data acquisition for the hydrographic market. So this so hydrographic market, I think like, of course, as a Norwegian, I am uh, on the oil industry. Yes. <laughs> but we are not in the oil industry in this case, because you are coming more from uh, defense secu- uh, sector uh, and it's more a sur- survey and uh, surveillance services. So what kind of data and, and how do you collect it? Like what kind of techno- technology are you using? Yeah, so so our main focus is uh, ne- next to the 
Critical infrastructure protection and surveillance is the offshore wind market. So this is our real focus. That's where we kind of all Hauserns started back in the days. And then we also moved to the maritime security part. And uh, we use autonomous vessels, autonomous surface vessels, also autonomous HAV underwater inspection vessels to really make a change to, to lower also cost and risk for people at sea. And at the end of the day, we are much more efficient with uh, smaller autonomous vehicles uh, than using big manned vessels. So this yeah. is our aim and this is what we are pushing hard to kind of change uh, this conservative industry. Just to make it clear for listeners, so it's unmanned autonomous vessels and the size are below four meters? Depends. Yeah, we start with a with a Mantas T12, uh, with a 12-foot autonomous surface vehicle and um, have equipped this uh, to do autonomous and automatic surveys in the Baltic Sea, in the North Sea. The advantage is that you can launch it from any mothership. So you need a small vessel and you can increase your hydrographic survey footprint by using these small vehicles next to your mothership. So it's very, it's a very agile and cost efficient approach. I guess uh, what we are uh, more listening to is use of drones, so it's, which is yeah. we hear a lot about that in the air. But now we are on the on, on the water, um, on the surface and underneath. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that the, the offshore wind farm is a big part of your market. And I understood uh, the energy security has been a topic for governments lately. So can you just explain that a bit? Yeah, I think we see ongoing action in this world right now if we look at ukraine and and other hot spots as i would say there's a need to protect our assets at sea there's a need to protect vessels who come into harbors and uh, and aiming to protect all the critical infrastructure for our energy supply makes it um, really worthwhile to take a closer look how can we protect those and we believe that using unmanned vehicles with a certain intelligence really helps because there's no people available there there's a shortage also of men and material as i would say so we have gone for the approach to use uh, unmanned how can we say above surface vehicles usvs but we also uh, use intelligent havs from our partner bx in in singapore where we add the intelligence to also scan ship hulls going into harbors to see if there's any unwanted um, how can we say whatever mines or something sticking to the sticking to the hull or you can do a 100% scan within within few depending on the ship size in a few in one hour even less or two hours you have a full overview and also we have uh, worked on concepts to protect harbors, also substations, um, wind farms, um, so offshore critical infrastructure in, in general. You would say that the need has become higher after Ukraine and I guess also the Nord Stream pipeline attack. Yeah, the, the need and also the not only the public awareness, but also the awareness of the Navy, of the police, of, of companies running these critical infrastructures, which has become very obvious, I would say, in the, la in the last months. And uh, since then, we've been working on concept also based on our experience, what we have done before in, in different companies. Yeah. 
this kind of uh, vehicle, what's what's the equipment on board? Can you say something about that? Yeah, for now I can say I can talk the Mantas T12, for example, mm -hmm. which is uh, the T12 we also use a lot in in service, but also a lot for testing and demonstration. So we have uh, usually a multi beam on there to scan the under water structure to to do hydrographic surveys and um, then we have an inertial navigation system on there we use iridium radio for transmitting data we have an infrared camera to see and to look day at night um, we have an emergency radio so that we always sure that we can connect to the asv we use gnss antennas and uh, the boat is fully autonomously equipped and um, can either be pre-programmed and run autonomously or you can run it in an automatic mode and steer it yeah. as well. Are this equipment bought by the customers and they are getting training to operate it or is it more rental? Yeah, we have customers who buy systems, including mm -hmm. training, of course, but uh, our main business case is to do services and also the systems are for rent. So if people want to rent a system, then they get a training and they can rent the system or we conduct the full service and we deliver at the end of the day, we deliver data or 24 hour surveillance depends on the task. You as a director of business development, what's the you know expansion of the business? So you've been more into Europe and you're expanding outside or, or where is the direction going? Uh, our focus is on Europe right now. So we started uh, with the emerging wind farm business in, in Germany, but we work all over Europe. Focus uh, right at the beginning was the northern part of Europe. As you know, as a Norwegian, there's a lot, there's a lot to do on the oil and gas and on the offshore wind side. But uh, we also get inquiries from all over the world. But currently, we focus on on Europe. But this is not the end of the road. So we are 20 people right now, and and we are, I would say, an emerging business. And um, we are growing right now very fast and uh, just about to close another financial round to grow even faster because there's a high demand on the markets we just discussed. And uh, also the oil and gas market is peaking as well. So there's so much to do. And as we both know, there's a lot of uh, qualified uh, people working in this industry and also lack of equipment. Yeah, but I, I can yeah if, if I can go one step back to yeah. talk about the technology. So we, we also use the HAOV Icambilis from our partner BX in Singapore. So we cover everything above the water with the T12 system and, and below the water to say and uh, also use for hull scanning a lot. We we use the HAOV, which is an intelligent autonomous underwater. Vehicle is also integrated with a multi-beam system. It has camera systems and also collision avoidance sonar and uh, a DVL, a lot of thrusters, and uh, it's hand carryable. And we use this a lot for underwater inspection, but also investigation. And now with a new business case on the critical infrastructure, also on the protection of underwater assets, just to close up this round. Yeah. So Daniel, you are in a emerging market, but there are already established companies in it as well. So what's your unique selling points in that regard? I've described the USV, the, the above water part, as I say, the surface vehicle, the underwater part with the HAOV. So what does uh, SES distinguish from, from other companies is uh, we call this 
autonomy engine, um, which we developed over the years. And um, the autonomy engine focuses on the on the total value chain of the hydrographic survey. The autonomy engine is a modular software for the planning and also the simulation of the survey automation of the sensors. Autonomy and also tight coupling between the sensor and the control of the ship or the platform. So it could be used on a manned vessel, but it could also be used on the autonomous vessel. And then we uh, merge this into a cloud-based data analysis. So at the end of the day, the customer gets uh, the product from the sensor into the cloud. You can also say it's a ping to cloud approach and it covers the whole value chain of the process. Okay, so just for me to grab it, that means that you have all the data from the measuring points, that the whole engine you could say is yes. is a measured and then the software and everything going into the cloud yeah it's 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 the enabler of getting your ping from your multi-beam into a cloud solution and everything in between yes yeah and you're doing that yourself we do that ourselves we have uh, programmers we have ai experts and of course shown we have the hardware and also have a software already yeah so there is where the real know-how is this is how you can describe it yeah so there's a lot of know-how in the hardware but there's also a lot of know-how in the software and there's a lot of know-how between hardware and software but the key in the future is the software and also the intelligence behind it yeah so that's the, the heart not the black box but the heart not the black box it's a it's a heart and uh, yeah it, it beats straight into the cloud i would say yeah I was thinking, so you have um, the wind farm operators, you have the harbor authorities, I would say then. Yes. Security governance for the energy infrastructure itself, but into the maritime industries. So for, let's say, if a ship owner wants to have a check underwater, he's usually do it now with uh, divers. Is that cheaper than your technology to have a, a look underneath planning uh, a dock? Yeah, I think the traditional way is to use divers, but the way it's changing also, if if the ship hull is uh, close to the sediment, you don't want to send a diver on one hand. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, uh, with our HAUV, we have uh, trimmed it this way that we can do a 100% scan of the ship hull, and this is uh, not possible if you use a- any humans. So that's a big differentiator. Are the ship owners aware of this? Are they using it or um, is it still a kind of... It's be, it's being used, but from a business perspective, it's also a, a growing market. So we get more yeah. and more inquiries. So I think in general, the industry is still very traditional, but it's yeah. uh, time to change it, which is yeah. also our agenda. It's, it's a lot of awareness you're doing then in your, say, some marketing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, we try to point out the positive or the upsides of using autonomous vehicles. And uh, as you, as your home is also the industry, you know it's conservative. So we are trying to change the, the perception of autonomous systems. Is that the bigger challenge in the market for you today? The biggest challenge, yeah, the biggest challenge is also um, changing from manned operations to unmanned operations. I also believe that uh, artificial intelligence will 
completely change the market in the future, looking at the hydrographic part. The way we are collecting and analyzing marine data in the future will also significantly change with AI and with new autonomous solutions with less people on board, but with much faster access to data somewhere in the cloud. And uh, I think the biggest challenge is to adapt these new tools we have available and they're already proven. And at the um, end to say, I mean, closing the gap between artificial intelligence, software and hardware, this is what we are currently aiming and have also implemented a lot of job and also proven these concepts. I guess it's a lot to save uh, in regard to find the skilled laborers. It's a big challenge and there I think artificial intelligence can support. Yes, skilled labors. Also, if you look at it from a safety point of view, you want to have as less people on board vessels. So if you can reduce, this is what we are doing. We reduce labor, the people, the skilled people also we have on the vessels and shift them into the office. And the client gets them, gets the data much faster in a cloud-based solution so that he doesn't have to process the data and he can use it straight away, which makes the decision-making in all the markets we have touched already much faster, more secure as well. Wow, it's um, it's a quite a broad area you're covering, isn't it? It is, uh, but this is what we like. Uh, so, so we like the challenge, and we have started it. So far, it has been pretty successful, and uh, we believe we are on a very good way to disrupt uh, the industry. But it's a challenge, nevertheless, as you know, introducing new systems into an emerging market uh, always. Uh, is a challenge, but as we both know, it's also a lot of fun as well, and uh, it's passion. I have to say in that respect also that uh, we work with a lot of partners around the globe, and all our partners uh, have the same ambition and the same the same passion, and this makes it even more fun because we so we build a much stronger alliance. I would say. You could say you're a group of people finding together and, and and just enjoying and disrupting, and you don't have the limitations like maybe a big organization has. Yeah, that's uh, what I would say. So so our partners are also smaller and also successful companies. We support each other without um, too much bureaucracy. And also, you know, we're in the business for like 25 years. We know each other. There's a certain trust in this way. Uh, our our comment says that we would like to enjoy the ride, as you said, and this is what we're doing. And this makes, I think, also business life much simpler and also makes it more fun. And if you have fun, you're usually successful. Very true. But what is success to you personally? How I would describe it is uh, the achievement of goals in a, in a team. And uh, I would like others in my team, my friends, my family to be successful. This is how I would describe it. If I can make others successful, that means success to me and uh, makes me also very happy and proud. Yeah. Yeah. So creating uh, a common win-win situations and everyone is getting their fair share. Yes, this is yeah. how you could describe it as well. And and I'm a believer. So also, if I hire people, I, I hire by attitude. You know, people are willing to learn. If they're willing to learn, they can be successful. And I'm also willing to share the hard work, but also the glory. Thanks a lot, uh, Daniel, for sharing and also uh, giving insight to this emerging market. 
Thank you, Janne. Very much uh, enjoyed talking to you. And uh, I look forward to your next episode. And thanks for being part of it. If you liked it, please subscribe as I will continue to talk to various experts across industries and country borders.